Welcome to Bits and Pieces Smash Cast. This is Monday, April the 9th of 2019. And, and we're not is... even supposed to be here today. Yeah, not supposed no. to be here. This is fucking Monday. And anyways, tonight we're doing a little bit of a Kevin Smith talk. Our boy, Kevin Smith. And uh, hopefully we're a whole lot uh, successful. Like last time we kind of fucked up. We're never successful. Never. We're going to be successful. We're going to think positive here. So if you think it positive? So if positive. You're, if you're ready for some flu, full-blown male nudity, go to a different place. Yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> but if you're ready to be a berserker... Yeah, then you can come here. Snoochie-boochies. Snoochie-boochies. <laughs> Snoochie. Snoogans! <laughs> Snoogans. I, I kind of feel like, um, you know, I think that's going to be our new stick... Like, you know, people come to us because they want to see three adult men not know how to set up microphones. <laughs> hey, hey, That's hey, exactly hey. it. Yes. <laughs> My end's okay. Thank you. Just wait until tomorrow, man. Except oh, for that one time. It. I know. Get you back up and running. We get some streams going again. Yeah. Oh, you guys think that's actually going to happen. That's hilarious. It's adorable. <laughs> Tomorrow's hey, going to... The glass is half full, man. It's half full. It's going to catch the house on fire, probably. A fucking power collar. Like, hey, I sent you some new 580s. This should be good for you. And they set them on fire. 580 degrees. Yeah. They're actually Decepticons. They're going to transform and kill you when you go to Fuck. boot them. That fucking starting up the singularity. <laughs> With the, just starts it up. Oh. There it is. That's, that's how the world ends, man. Yep. Hey, uh, who's all uh, sick of this freaking weather? Who's ready for some nice days? Yes. I'm about done with it. Yes, absolutely. I'm kind of disappointed this year. In what? The, the, the lack of snow. Lack of snow? Yeah. Well, when I say that, I mean not just snow for like five seconds or an hour and just melt like five minutes and after it snows. We've had some pretty good ones. I must be missing were, out. Were you asleep? Pro- probably. I think he's wanting like an 18-inch, 24-inch. Yeah. Fuck Boys that, are- dude. No. I have, to, I, I have to drive to make money. <laughs> and if I can't drive places, I don't make money. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, man, it'd be kind of cool just to go outside and build a snowman. But no, i got to build a fucking mud man because there's no snow and just mud. And I say, hey, we're going to snow 10 inches tonight and it's 75 degrees the next day. How is that going to help me? I want a lot of snow. I'm building snowman dicks all day long. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Do becoming you? totally jealous of said snowman dicks. Yes, I I want I I picture the next winter where like at my home, I want to have like the most valiant like huge majestic snow dicks like, and everybody's <laughs> gonna be totally jealous because they're going to be driving by and we're like, hey, look at those giant phalluses of snow, and I call it the Dick House, Dick Snow House. And then, like, it becomes like, is a holiday coming. tradition, and, like, families start showing up by your house and, like, getting all teary-eyed to, and everything. We're going it's to like, the dick house, dear. It's a beautiful year. You know, <laughs> be, we, we look back on the year and think about what we have, you know, and these, these penises, you the, know, just remind us of that. They'll all gather around, the music will start playing, and Derek will bust out of his front door and he'll say, Do you want to build a snow dick? <laughs> and, um, I have, like, a banner that says, Winter is coming. Get it? Because semen. Snow Boo. semen. Boo. <laughs> George R. R. Martin will be like, 
dead by then, so we won't get to finish Game of Thrones. Before we get started, let's get a couple quick updates here, and I think anybody listening heard one. Derek's got video cards supposedly showing up tomorrow. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Dude, this is like the freaking The Hobbit's journey in the Mordor. You know, this took just about as long. Technically, I mean, it's hot enough. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and yet, you don't know what's going to happen. You're going to put one of those video cards in and JR's going to bite off your fingers. <laughs> no. I was really shocked whenever, you know, I got the email stating, hey, we shipped them out. And I was like, they're going to be in California for like five days. And I was in California for like three days. Then they get to Texas. I'm like, these are something's happening. Then I'm I actually this morning. I'm yeah. actually a little sad, sad because we're going to lose a chunk of the podcast. Bitching oh, about yeah. your cards every week. Oh, yeah. Nah, we, we, we got this. We got so, this. So it's like the Lord of the Rings journey of Derek getting his cards back. And right before the right before the credits roll, the final scene, Samwise bricks in Frito's mouth. Oh! <laughs> you guys should recreate that for the podcast next, or just for like a stream next week, like him putting the cards in and he wakes up as it boots up and you're just standing there with that gay-ass look in your eyes back at <laughs> That very fucking gay look. Gay look. Oh, okay, so, so, so people know we're not homophobes here, we're just <laughs> quoting, we're quoting Clerks too because we're talking about Kevin Smith movies tonight. It's funny yes, because are. JR said moments ago, uh, the jokes have already been written for us. <laughs> the jokes have been written. They just kind of write themselves. And one last oh. quick, quick bit of business before we get started. JR, do we have any Tinder updates? do 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 no. Not really. Not really. So... That was the Tinder so, corner, everybody. <laughs> that was JR's Tinder bender. Just as disappointing on the podcast as I am in my love life. Just, I'll go ahead and give an update, a small update. It's kind of cool. Maybe this will happen in the future. So, you know, I mentioned that we may have some streamers come in as guests on our show, right? Yes. Yeah. We have one possibly next week. And possibly another the week after. Possibly, we're, when I say possibly, I don't fucking know <laughs> if it's going to happen or materialize. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> Great but, job. But, you know, <laughs> I, I brought that up to some people. I brought it up to a streamer named Mystic Siren. Uh, she's a local and uh, an average gamer for life. He's a local. So, uh, that'd be cool. You know? Yes bunch of nerdy people just talking about stuff random shit and nerdy things nerdy things um <laughs> which which the one with with uh emily will be fun because we used to work together and there'll be lots of funny stories from that should be pretty good i used to work with her too she's she's hung out in our crowd for a little bit so she can kind of it's kind of good to have somebody that Can't Daddy! Goddamn. <laughs> the word. Daddy! So, oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Man. So, uh. Okay. Words. 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 This is something I was going to tell you before the stream that I said, man, I'll wait. So today I get a message from one of my friends. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's in high school or something like that. And why do you have friends that are in high school? Uh, he used to hang out over to uh, Goblin Traders. So you know, I talked to him. He's a really cool. Drive cool a kid. drive a van. Yes. Do you drive a Down drive a van down near the high school? Do you say, hey, hey kids, come over here. I got, 
I got some candy. There's candy in the truck. Candy in the van. Get it. Come on, get it. Get the fucking van. <laughs> got the cat. So uh, he messaged me. He's like, hey, did you ever get to meet Boogie? I'm like, nah, man, never did. It's a bucket list thing. He said, that's weird because somebody, like he posted a video a while back saying that somebody tried to break into his house and was a fan or something. He said, I thought it was you. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was like, I don't like Boogie that much. Okay, okay, real motherfucking talk. <laughs> you. All right. Don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> um, your your thing with Boogie is a little weird. Dude. It is weird. You should probably not. I kind of backed off a little bit because I was like... You should probably back off a little more. I haven't talked to him, talked about him for a long time. Well, like, last, like, not that, like, last week's stream, you, like, tagged him in our... Oh, yeah. ...thing. Don't do that, please. <laughs> um, I'm an obsessive fan. Especially last week's stream. <laughs> yeah, just just don't. I mean, I, I love the guy. I think he's great, but, you know... I'm just hoping, like, maybe one day he just pops up on a stream, like, Oh, yeah! I, I highly doubt that you yeah, know how, not how many happen. millions of people probably yeah. go, Hey, Boogie, come to our stream. Get your picture. I love the guy. But, but that's that. never going to happen. Yeah. Well, what, what is that? Uh, it's just a dream. Just it's, a, it's a pipe dream. Pipe dream. Well, I'm going to go uh, kill myself now. No, but really, uh, he said, I was like, man, it's like, I'm not going to just show up at some dude's house, but I'm, you know, I happen to like their content and be a fucking creep. But then again, you kind of made me realize that I'm kind of a creep. <laughs> fucking A. Sorry, Boogie. <laughs> just had a come to Jesus moment here on the podcast. <laughs> no more of that, I guess. You need like some real like good piano music. Like Hawk Sorry, I've kind of been stalking you for the past you know, three to four years. I've only been watching your videos for this since two thousand nine. Is it wrong that I wanted to have your children? Maybe, maybe. Is it, but is it you weird know, that I have like pictures in my bed. <laughs> full, blown, full blown body pillow. <laughs> Before you lost all the weight, body pillow. Like a six hundred pound one. We're gonna have to take out a restraining order on his behalf. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> yeah. Just, we'll, we'll tweet Boogie and be like, "Hey, we're doing this this favor for you." Yeah, we uh, <laughs> are a chair in a room. <laughs> yeah, he can't hurt you no more. <laughs> yeah, he won't bother you no more. We took all his accounts, <laughs> changed his passwords. Oh, you erased me. You erased him from my existence. No, I mean, I really. I mean, I used to like I used to be pretty fucking bad like I message him like every day like hey cool then he'd like as soon as I get like a, a, sh a little bit of like him messaging me back I'm like yeah it's so cool we're best friends and shit <laughs> then you know you realize you're 30 years old <laughs> living don't. in a van down living in a van down the river just don't it's best to not <laughs> It shouldn't get my hopes up like that. It, it's best to not. Speaking of... Just, uh, did we just have an intervention? Was yeah, I think so. Like? I think that's what just happened live <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> intervention. For everyone to see. Anyway, I got a... Uh, 
I got so I got a, an unusual person who liked one of my tweets. Who was that? A Mr. Tommy Wiseau. Really? Yeah. How'd that go about happening? Uh, somebody I'm friends with on Twitter, they had tweeted that they were going to go see his new movie, Best Friends. And uh, I got on there and I said, hey, where is this at? Because, you know, I'm interested in seeing it too. And uh, Tommy Wiseau liked and retweeted my tweet. That's so bad for the other guy. <laughs> and not the other person who was who originally said that they were going to go see it. That's so sad, man. <laughs> He's just a strange man. He's uh, very, very, very strange. Seth still has not seen this movie. He has not seen The Room. Yeah. Okay, that needs I, to change. I kind of feel like one of these days we need to do a full-blown like podcast where we watch the film. Uh-huh. So a live stream of us watching all the movie for the first time. Of you watching it for the first time, uh, we've already seen it. <laughs> we have to, we have to erase, we have to somehow block the ass, some ass and tits. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can just shoot us, and not the screen. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. And like, I could be watching it with headphones on, so therefore there'd be no sound for. I don't know. That would be interesting, would it? Hmm. Yeah. We'll, I, just like that's the thing to think the, about. Yeah. I'd like for you to just like sit down and just watch it one time. At least one time. Maybe I could film my reaction to it and then send that to you guys and you could pull pieces of it out. <laughs> that would work. It'd give us a give us a pretty decent podcast to talk about the room. Can, the room. I could do the Kevin Smith like watching the flash where he's like crying while watching the flash. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're we're doing Kevin Smith movies for this podcast. That's it's our chosen topic. Mm-hmm. Uh I did some homework. I just uh, skipped I watched, my homework, so I apologize. I watched up on some movies. Uh, rewatched Clerks one and two. Uh, rewatched Chasing Amy because I'd only seen it once before. No, and I didn't. Then... What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and I watched Dogma. That's what I was gonna say. Mm. Dogma is one of those movies to me that I could w- watch like on a loop like just keep watching it do you feel yeah. the same way yeah yeah I gotta tell you something though I realized after watching it this past weekend that I think I had only ever seen it on cable really, really? Yeah. so you had yeah. like put it Ooh. in a tape yeah a tape and like just watched it yeah I think I had only ever seen it on cable because the scene with the the shit demon came up and I was like I have never seen this before <gasps> really you've never seen the Golgothan no, no, this is the first time that I that I have seen that. That's like the biggest part of that movie people remember, is the shit. Really? Movie. Yes, because they have the figure and everything. Like, if I you saw were it. talking dogma, you're going to be talking that shit, demon. I saw it for the first time this weekend, the Golgothan. That's well, crazy. hold that thought, and let's rewind, and I say we go through them in order. In order? Do you, okay. What do you think? Or do you... Yeah, that's fine. Choose? No, it's fine. So... so I kind of think that kind of we talked about this a couple streams ago. So the first time I ever heard of anything about Quirks was I was watching uh, uh, Polly Shure's in the Army now. Okay. And it's a Miramax film. And during I has had this on VHS, so you know I, I rewound it and I was watching it. And the first part of the thing they have a preview for the very first Clerks, and that's the first time I ever had. You know, I watched it 
<laughs> and uh, that, that's my first time I ever had anything. Kevin Smith, he come up to me, so I was probably maybe like nine, ten years old. But I didn't watch the first Clerks until like I think midway through my high school years, and that was the very first Kevin Smith movie I ever seen. Um, I guess closest thing to that would have been Jay and Silent Bob, but I never watched it. I always just heard people saying it in high school because it's just the way I was. I always heard people talk about Jay and Silent Bob, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, you always just hear the fuck, fuck, mother. Yeah, yeah. I never caught him till high school either because you know, probably like you guys, we live here in Appalachia, and you know, I only had until ninth grade for you know freshman year of high school we only had five tv channels until we got good old prime star yeah. and, then, and then that's how i started getting some of these movies that had come on earlier in the 90s you know watch having showtime and and such to be able to catch up on those during high school and i recorded a lot of them to watch so you guys again. watched all the like anniversary editions of the first clerks right like i don't know if i've seen the anniversary edition it's pretty good. I'd probably that's the one I have. I mean, I'd have to go look at it. I think I've only watched the base film. Just check out the anniversary, like just where they they did a remaster of it, and they released all the extra endings. And there's a, a, a couple more clips into it. It's not not a lot, but there's like three or four extra endings, and it's a good movie. It's it's hilarious, and some one of those movies that I'm sure all of us can relate to pretty easily. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I know I've worked grocery retail shit, and yeah, it, I can relate to it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just a good stuff. So, so we go start with Clerks 1? Yeah, we'll do Clerks 1. I figured okay. Seth's right on. I should go in chronological order. All right. Clerks 1 is not the first Kevin Smith movie I, I saw. I My actually name. came I came to it after having seen both Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So you kind of got, this is like a history lesson for you, sort of. Well, I, no, because I didn't put it together that much. Oh, okay. I think I was Dogma, then Clerks, then Jay and Silent Bob, then Rats, and then Chasing Amy, Jersey Girl, everything else in order. So, Well, that's the thing we need to decide, too. Are we going to talk about Jersey Girl because it's not part of the Askew universe? I think we should because it's underrated. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll probably talk about Zack and Miri, too, so yeah. that's not part of it. No. So, I mean, you, you have, like, Cop Out, too, which... But I don't care about Cop Out. We can, we can forget that. It's, I haven't it doesn't seen it, really, it's just, It doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, the first time I've seen... first Kevin Smith movie was Clerks, and the only reason for that was because whenever I watched that... Polly Shure movie, I was like, man, can we rent Clerks? And uh, we rented it. My dad, he went out. This was when Pick and Save had uh, a fucking rental store. Pick and Save had rentals? Yeah, they I had rentals. Remember that. Yep, you can go in and rent like... We used to go to Giovanni's. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I forgot they did too, didn't they? Yeah. So here in Colgrove? Yeah. Okay. Um, we rented that, and I think at the same time I rented um, Super Mario RPG. So it's two awesome things that I got to rent. Oh, uh, was it Pick and Save or was it the place over? No, it's Pick and Save. Pick and Save, okay. Yeah, because you had, yeah, Pick and Save, and you had it used to be called like those video updates. 
than the movie gallery. Uh-huh. Um, there was that. But pick yeah. and save. When it first came, it was called Movies, and it had a Cal theme. Oh, yeah, it did, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> and they had Super Nintendo games when, when that happened, because I used to go rent Super Nintendo games there. See, I... I just I like I, I told my brother about uh, Pick and Save having a uh, movie like a rental place and he didn't believe me. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a real fucking thing. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember Kroger used to. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, back to Clerks. Oh, so you know we rented this movie. I, I asked to see this movie, um, and at the time, like I said, it was probably nine or ten. I said th- high school at first, but. Clerks 1 was when I watched I had it on VHS and we watched it and I didn't get to finish the whole movie because within the first half an hour you get to the point where there's 37 dicks and they made me turn it off really yeah <laughs> so that was I didn't get to finish the movie until high school I didn't get to go back and watch it until then but whenever I first had a chance to see it it was just because of the Polly Shure movie that I got to see um part of clerks and the 37 dicks thing i don't remember it until you know high school after i watched it and that's probably like one of the most memorable scenes in the whole movie this is the whole 37 dicks argument and it's just the best and there's a whole lot of different just awesome uh pop culture things they mention that you don't really see in a lot of movies i mean there's some movies that do it like but kevin smith how he incorporates pop culture themes into his movies is just like how you and I would be talking, like that's how I think it's how it's relatable. Just a normal conversation with your friends. That's what brings his stuff to the masses because his movies are just like two normal dudes talking, just like you know friends would. Well, I think you'll agree with me when I say this. Kevin Smith has his own way of writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's very much the way that he talks. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch if you watch a movie like uh, I can't really say about Cop Out, but. Like, Zack and Miri doesn't have, like, hardly anybody that he normally puts in his movies except, you know, the guy who plays Randall and Clerks and Jay Muse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in it. But the rest are, like, Apatow people. Yeah. You know? I think, the, like, Apatow, the Apatow people and Kevin Smith kind of, they can blend together a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, you can tell, like, like Seth Rogen's in that, but he does, like, all the Apatow stuff, and you can tell... That, that Seth Rogen has a big hand in the Apatow stuff. Hmm. Um, you because know, they're, you know, really tight. But watching, and I think that's probably what why it didn't do so well, it's such a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, back to Clerks. My first experience with Clerks, I don't know if you remember this, it was a Flash video. It was uh, Death Star Clerks. Death Star Clerks. And it was two stormtroopers working in a convenience mart on on the Death Star. I remember those good old fan films during back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a take on Clerks. Is the first thing I ever seen about it. So I don't think I ever seen that. It's it's stupid, but it's you know, it was based on Clerks. It's the first time I ever seen anything. They had like a Jay and Silent Bob analog on it, and uh, you know the Dante and Randall were stormtroopers and. Right. But uh, that's the first thing, and first my first experience with Clerks. Um, I don't know what exactly made me seek it out. Uh, you know, growing up in a religious house, there's no way I could like go rent it or whatever. So <laughs> no. I, I acquired it, acquired it <laughs> through other means. Through other means. 
So I get this video, and you know how sketchy it was getting videos like that back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. I start your, playing it. Your friend in high school brings it in his backpack, slides it out <laughs> in between lockers to you, to slide in I'm, your backpack. I'm talking about, like, uh, what was that program called? Kazaa. Kazaa. Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus. Audio Galaxy. Yeah. So I downloaded, uh, fuck it, I downloaded off of Kazaa. <laughs> I've bought the movie since then. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, multiple copies. Uh, Fuck the police. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I I downloaded off of Kazaa, and I start playing. I'm like, yeah, finally I'm going to get to see where all this started. I had already seen Dogma and Jay and Bob Strike back at this point. Um, Dogma on TV and Jay and Silent Bob at Robbie's house. Oh, man. Like, I couldn't imagine watching... A movie like that on TV, like... Dogma? Yeah, just censored the fuck. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But uh, I I download Clerks, I'm like, finally I'm going to see where this all starts. I start playing and I'll go, what the fuck? (laughs) (sighs) This copy's fucked up, they don't have fucking collar. (laughs) (laughs) So I download another copy and it's still black and white. I'm like, what the fuck? But you, you wasn't and that probably was no small was, feat at was, that was, time. That probably like took you like three days like to download it, didn't it? Right? Yeah, yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't dial-up. It was. Uh, we had cable at that point. La di da. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's just, it's just imagine like, can only imagine like your parents at the time catching you. No, this is all happening like between the hours of like midnight and three a.m. Wow. JR, what are you doing on the bandwidth? <laughs> fucking, like the fucking Persona 3 Dark Hour. <laughs> me me downloading shit <laughs> that I'm not supposed to. Uh, so, yeah, I download Clerks and I watch it. And, you know, I'm, I'm blown away. Blown away, maybe not, maybe not, not correct, but, you know. You're hooked. I'm hooked. That's a better word. I'm hooked. Hooked on the Kevin Smith-ness of it all. Right, and that caused me to seek out more mm-hmm. uh, later. I kind of feel like I didn't completely come to appreciate Kevin Smith's movies like Clerks. I didn't come to appreciate it until like I was in college. It's like that was right before I met Seth. Like I think because I was I was buying movies and shit all the time, and mm-hmm. Clerks was one of them. And I've already seen Clerks too and all that shit, but I never really appreciated them until at probably around college. Because um, I used to be one of those basic bitches that just, uh, you know, was watching, coming into terms of like, man, I had to watch Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, and, you know, I was trying to find myself because I was in this phase in my life where I was like, man, do I want to hang out with the cool kids, but I'm not cool and I don't have money, or do I want to hang out with, you know, the fat kids, but I'm fat and have no money? And I hung out with the fat nerdy kids because I was a fat nerdy kid. And we didn't know what Clerks was either. To each their own. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. Like, Dogma, you can, like, when I saw it was in high school and we fell in love with it because it's, you know, pretty dick and fart joke heavy. So, you know, like mm-hmm. the high school crowd. But then, yeah, when you're wanting more Kevin Smith and you get in the Clerks, yeah, that was probably like college for me as well where you get a little more sophisticated bit of humor. And that's, yeah, what, kinda... that's what Clerks is. Yeah, and it kind of, like, resonates with you a little bit because 
you know, going from clerks one to clerks two, we've all had that experience where we had a shitty job and, you know, we go to work, we don't want to go to work or our lives are going down the wrong fucking road. And, uh, I think that's kind of why it resonates with the first clerks movie and to the second movie, because it like, if you watch both of them, it's like a continuation of, I'm going down the wrong path. I didn't know I was going to go down that well, path. Well, yeah, I mean, but if you really think about the first clerks, there's no real resolution. No, no, mm-hmm. no. The workday just ends. Or, if you, depending on ending you Well. Have, and it actually ends up the, pretty shitty for Dante, you know. The, the canon ending. Mm-hmm. His, his gr- the girl he wants fucks a dead guy. <laughs> and goes into the fucking mental asylum. So then he's he's back with thirty seven, and yeah, it's just you know it's just Randall and Dante fucking off, and then they're going you know they're just going to come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, and he like lost her too because you know the whole you know Silent Bob. The only thing he talks is like you know not every girl makes lasagna for you. Yeah, you know, what happens there? And you know it's, it was the whole you know you had something good, but you were looking past that to something in the past that you really wasn't good for you, and you screwed that up, too. That's another thing to think about with Kevin Smith movies is they always come to some moral point. Mm-hmm. They're the filthiest, fucking, awfulest movies as far as content, but there's always some grand message hidden in there. Oh, yeah. And he always like, has good messages, too. I mean, you know, you may not like the dick and fart jokes all the way up to that moral point, but his moral points are usually friggin' thick, you know. They're heavy, and he really makes you take a step back and think, "Oh crap," you know. <laughs> just he's right. Or maybe, or maybe we're just basic bitches who, you know, then that that kind of gets us because we're so fucking basic. But uh... <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, if if you put a lot of thought into the films, instead of just be like, "Oh, this is a cheesy stoner dick and fart joke film," and you don't look into the um, the message, then you know it's for a basic bitch. It's like, yeah, cool, bro. We watched the Clerks, man, and the, the thirty-seven clerks. dicks, man. Then the whole comp, the whole like message to the movie is fucking Monday suck, dude, and life sucks, and thirty-seven dicks. Yeah, and it's... it may not always go the way you were expecting too, because like, I what resonates with me in the movie is like Dante. You know, I feel this way to a certain point in my life right now that there's when you're like in high school and you think you're this big fish in a small pond and, yeah. you know, there's all these people that you've done better than. And, you know, people tell you around you that, you know, you're smart and you're going to go so far and you have all this potential and everything. And then you can kind of feel like you're not using it. And then you see all these people who were, you know, quotation fingers, lesser than or dumber than you who are now succeeding in adult life. You know, yeah. and you're like, what in the world happened? Where did I lose that? That that hits home with me like sometimes where I can kind of get down <laughs> on myself. That's the thing about clerics. It's like a mini existential crisis mm-hmm. with like a funny veneer. It's yeah, like, that's how he keeps you hooked. It's something yeah. serious, but he puts so much dick and fart jokes around it. That's but I mean, you really, you really think about, uh, about like... Dante's existential crisis and you know and you know the older I get the more I relate to it I feel like like right. I just watched it again this past weekend and I'm like this movie really resonates with me and where I'm at in my life it's 
it's good shit, man. Like, you know, some people can say what they want to say. Is like, same with like cartoons you might watch. Like, my stepdad, he's a good one to talk. Like, you know, watch cartoons or something, but at least they have a message. But you know, even a stoner comedy has a fucking message that's better than most messages you hear like throughout your actual life from regular people. But mm. I, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, my life sucks right now. It's it's, good. it's been a downhill thing. So I can't, that's I relate to these films, especially the first and second clerks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but the second clerks are, when we get there, it kind of ends on an up. So we can talk yeah. about how yeah. that's the it all comes full circle on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right on that. So uh, I'll let you guys go to it while I go cry. <laughs> what's uh what's the next movie in the timeline mall rats mall rats mall rats arguably my favorite it's pretty good probably my least favorite really yeah. least favorite least favorite dude mall rats is so good i don't really i mean i like it it's not a bad movie it's just one of my least favorite out of his all his films because i i kind of hold uh clerks one and two uh pretty high up there yeah i mean they are but man Mallrats has one of the all-time best running jokes to span a movie is it the uh the pretzel no it's a joke that happens throughout the whole movie I, I, it's been so long since i watched this film so they talk about he likes to fuck girl, he likes to fuck girls in a very uncomfortable place what like in the back of a volkswagen <laughs> 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 that, is a good, that is a good running gag. Uh, just, that's the whole movie. The maybe, whole movie. Maybe it's because I was late watching that one. I was too, but I I loved it. I think I watched. Well, this, uh, go ahead. This movie, I don't know if it has like a huge like. What would you say is the overlying, you know, underlying like theme to this or you know moral story here? Well, I always think about uh, I always think about Stan Lee's speech. What you quote for? for? I can't quote it. <laughs> you 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 watch this? Didn't you, you just watch this, right? Huh? You you just watched this, right? No, I didn't watch no, Small didn't. Rats this okay. weekend. No, uh, I was going to, I just didn't get around to it. I had some other stuff to do. I remember it was like one of the biggest Stan Lee cameos for a film. It's like one of his first. Yeah, cameos. yeah. But I think it was more along the same lines as like uh, Clerks. You know, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm. Kind of thing. Brody getting his girlfriend back, you know, or, mm. uh, what was the other one's name? Oh, shoot, Jason Lee's character. No, no Jason Lee, Jason Lee was Brody. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, like, um, no. Bat, Batfleck was the douchebag, right? Batfleck was T-S. the douchebag. T.S. T.S., that's it, yeah, T.S. Uh, T.S., you know, manning up, standing up to his girlfriend's father, Oh, is it a bald dude, right? The... Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, fucking Yondu. Yeah, is it Yondu? Yeah, I think. Isn't it? Michael Michael Rooker is that his name? I didn't know Michael Rooker was in Mallrats. Isn't that him? Yes, I'm that looking is it up. him. Is, no, is it is him? him? Yeah, and it's okay. It's, uh, what's his, Mer, uh, Merle from Walking Dead? It's him. Yeah, but that Just is watch. Yondu. Yes, that is Michael Rooker. Just got done watching Guardians of the Galaxy two the other day for the first time. Oh yeah, and fucking Michael Rooker like steals the whole show. Like between him and uh, 
I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. So I gotta say, this is off topic, but you know it wouldn't be us if we didn't go off topic. I really liked Guardians two, but I didn't think it was that good of a movie. Really, no, it had some, I understand some it was. It it didn't have the oomph that the first one did. Right, it had some like good moments in it, like basically the things with Yondu was the good stuff. Yeah, what, it's what good but like. not great. I think Thor Ragnarok was a better Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Thor Ragnarok was great. Dude, everybody but, said that. I've heard that quoted many a time. Is that? Yeah. It was a better Guardians of the Galaxy movie than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is just fun enough to hang out with those characters again. But most of the time, like Yondu and... Uh, like, I don't and, know. It was just the, some parts that got me. Yondu, he was like, ah, that boy's your father, but I'm your daddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good character. I don't know. It really, really kind of put that relationship between uh, Peter and Yondu uh, together. But we're so off topic now. Let's get back oh, to Mall Rats. It, it all comes full circle. Yeah, now. I don't it's, think we're giantly good. off topic. No, Mall we're Rats is a comic a book heavy movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got Mall Rats oh, yeah. is what it is. It's just a bunch of high school kids dicking around in the mall. You know, with their nothing else better to do. They're from a small town. What do they do? They go hang out at the mall, and that's their Right at that time, the center of their whole life. They go hang out at the mall, and that kid is back on the escalator! <laughs> I swear to God, it's going to be funny until he rips his arms off. <laughs> What's up, Slinky Jim? That movie has great running gags. And l- let's talk about something about Kevin Smith movies here, too, that this is the theme that comes in since, you know, being the second movie, and he starts to carry this theme through. As he uh, did the Adam, he and Adam Sandler are the two guys who made it possible to bring all your friends with you and make them famous too. Yeah, like Walt Flanagan, you know, like Walt's in both all these <laughs> movies, like his multiple characters, like on the on Clerks. I got to I got to tell you something funny real quick. Go this for fucking it. fucking killed me. I never noticed it until I watched it this past weekend. Uh, oh, watching Dogma when they're in the strip club. Mm-hmm. Sitting right beside fucking Silent Bob is fucking Ming Chen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I'll shoot Brian. Yeah, Brian's in there too. Yeah, Brian's in that. Yeah, but they all look spot. different. And Mosier, of course, is in every one of them. With yeah, he's always in it. Yeah, he's been there since the beginning. But uh, yeah, for him to bring his friends, I mean, look, he ended up buying his buddy a comic book store. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think, I mean, now that he mentions that about the Adam Sandler thing, that's makes a lot of sense. I mean, Apatow Company kind of did the same thing. Kind of did the same thing, yeah. Yeah, but Kevin, Kevin Smith and Adam Sandler made it famous first, you know, like, yeah. bring your friends it, along. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of a thing now, you know, that's like... It is, yeah. Like, these, all these stars are being made by just this guy who has this one good idea... And brings all of his friends with him to do it, and then they all get famous off of it too. That, that's how that's how this podcast is going to work. That's how it's going to work. So we're going to get famous, and we're going to make seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> all right, seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen thousand dollars. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> we could buy a new Prius. <laughs> but, uh, that's 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 the fucking point of this podcast. Financial gain. Financially making $17,000. $17,000. And we will not quit <laughs> until we get our $17,000. <laughs> then we just shut it all down and we're done. 
what happened to those guys? Oh man, they got their 17k. Just quit. They, they, they just quit. <laughs> they, they said they were going obscurity. to. <laughs> it's just a picture uh, of us doing the final scene from uh, Breakfast Club with our hands in the. <laughs> <bender>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Won't you? Ooh, whoa. <laughs> fucking movie man hey uh slinky, so slinky jim you know you're getting a little expensive with the kia there you know depending kia. on the auto that's we that's to, way need, out of our price we right? need to think seventeen thousand dollars seventeen thousand dollars the lord came to me and he said you oh. need you, you need seventeen thousand dollars seventeen k and you're on easy street <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny because the reason why this came up is because I was watching these stream fails. Uh, that's what I've been watching a lot lately. Nothing else except for these. Are we on them yet? Huh? Are we on them yet? No, I want us to God, be man, so they're bad. Missing God out. damn. They are missing out. <laughs> not putting us on there. I like, want some fails. <laughs> the, this guy got on there talk, you know, talking big how much money he makes. He pulls up a social blade. And he's like, I made $17,000 in a month. I'm like... That's fucking sad, dude. But anyways, clerks. Mall rats. Mall Mall rats. rats. We're past clerks. See, like, when I finally watched Mall Rats, like, I I watched it, it was, like, late, late. I'm talking, like, maybe 2010 late when I watched Mall Rats. And I think that's why I didn't really care for Mall Rats. Oh, yeah? Because it seemed not very good to me. Not very good. It has Jeez. such good movies. Like, okay, I can crack off some some things that are just absolutely fly, fly fat ass fly is probably my favorite. Fly fat ass fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole what's her name that was his girlfriend that played Amy on Chasing Amy. He like crashes through and she's just yeah. topless and <laughs> yeah. she just knocks him out. No, no, I don't know who that is. It's not that person though. Uh, is that Renee Humphrey? I think that's who it is. I'm looking at cast list here. Is she also a Renee? That's weird. So many Renees. Uh, so many yeah. Renees. But, uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy who uh, no, who was right. looking at the the weird three D picture, the whole movie. Yeah, what's he from? Oh, uh, my name is Earl. Yeah, he's the best friend on My Name Is Earl. Yeah, but he's he's been in a bunch of the Kevin Smith movies though. Mm-hmm. He he was in that one. He was in Clerks two. He was in Chasing Amy. But uh, he's sitting there and he's looking, looking at the picture the whole time. <laughs> and a little kid comes up. And he goes, "Look, Mom, a schooner!" And he goes, "You dumb bastard!" <laughs> I'm gonna have to. <laughs> the kid, he says, "It's a sailboat." The kid goes, "A schooner is a sailboat." He goes, "You know what?" this movie again <laughs> he was so proud of himself you dumb bastard <laughs> you dumb bastard it's like an eight-year-old kid <laughs> oh i can't breathe all right i think this is, I think oh it I was joey that. lauren adams and she plays gwen in mall rats and then she plays amy on chasing amy yeah. or no i guess not amy what is her name in chasing amy Alyssa. Alyssa. yeah yeah 
All right, then. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> he just yells at the kid. I think maybe I didn't appreciate it that much. Yeah, I guess you didn't. The, the elaborate yeah. plots that Jay and Silent Bob make to re- get that pin and ruin the whole movie set, though. Yeah. Throughout that whole thing. <laughs> the blueprints? Yeah, and him trying to use the force throughout the yeah. whole movie. <laughs> and then when he does quotation fingers, it he's, like, surprised. I think I watched this like whenever I was like deep in friend zone with uh I remember that girl Kayla. Yeah. I think that's when I watched this film because I was probably too occupied trying to not be in the friend zone. Mm. And the friend zone does that. It ruins all good movies. It ruins everything. <laughs> I think I kind of feel like everything up from 2005 to at least 2013, I was always in the friend zone or to get fucked by 20 different dudes zone. I said that wrong. I never picked that door on Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's an Easter egg. You say, well, deep within. <laughs> only, a, only a skilled gunter will find it. Uh, oh, man. I'm on oh. my second run of the book, by the way. Off top. Are you? Yes. Uh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, my, I just love it. Hey, when we're done with this, we will, we will have a little talk about the book. Up we to may the point have to do Derek's a podcast. Out. I need to go see the movie, and then we may have to do like two hours of talking between uh, the book and that. I'm I'm totally down because I'm I'm 100 on that on that train. I want to go see it. Like I, I'll finish the book this week. I'm on chapter 20, 21. So I'm I'm sure I'm getting close to the end. So you haven't seen it yet, Seth? No. Okay, you need to get on that. Maybe we should have a big old gay date together. I, I mm-hmm. sat beside a dude in the movie theater who burped the whole time, but I still enjoyed the movie. <laughs> we should have just a big date. Some like I sat beside it. Like you have to pick, you have to pick tickets oh, at the movie yeah. theater now. And I sat beside this one dude who's fucking burping the whole time. And I sat beside this other, this like a couple where the guy's got his arm around the girl the whole time, like she's gonna fucking float away if he doesn't hold her down. <laughs> you stay right there. You stay here. You're my woman. <laughs> Hey, bro, you take a look at my woman over there? <laughs> I want you to. That's my myth. Look at her. She's fucking grade A, man. Grade A. Grade A. But uh, <laughs> uh, back on mall rats, we're not really talking much about mall rats. Nah. <laughs> we talk about everything but mall rats. <laughs> we're so bad at this. Why are we so bad? Anyways, because uh, <laughs> we are. Uh there's not a, I mean, uh, it always cracked me up how they go to the flea market because I used to go to the flea market a lot when I was a kid. It was like, it's the dirt mall. The dirt mall? That's what, they, what called they called it? it? Yeah. That's when they go see the, the gypsy fortune teller with three nipples. Oh, yeah. I did, I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> Michelle movie again. Pfeiffer. That Is it? Yes, Is it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah, I'm damn. Sure. I didn't realize that. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to have to download this movie all over and watch it. No, I thought I always think it's Michelle Pfeiffer, and I'm wrong. It's Priscilla Barnes. She kind of looked like her then. I like it. Go see. I wouldn't think. He get don't don't go there. I know what you're. What go go where? Don't, I wouldn't think he could get somebody of that caliber. We're going to be talking about Dogma when he gets like... No, no. Oh. No, I'm talking about I wouldn't think that you would. they would see Michelle Pfeiffer's titties. But she would show her boobs. Well, no, that was Madonna. Sorry. There we go again. I was going to say Dick Tracy, but that's Madonna. <laughs> I wouldn't think that, that they would show her chest. Yeah, it, if it was Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Um, Derek has Derek has stepped away briefly. Did we kill him? He's dead. Um, he's sent a message from beyond to say that he's peeing. <laughs> from the great unknown. Proceed on. Proceed on though with. Um, oh shoot, Mallrats talk since he since he doesn't like the movie since he's a hater. I love. I like all the fucking uh, the big the big dating show thing at the end. How they fucking they, it's it's so outdated. But it, like that girlfriend's dad is so into it, and mm-hmm. the produce the producers see it for what it is, and that's how Brody gets his TV show or whatever. Which you know, does that even really happen? Because when you come back in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Brody's running the secret stash. Yeah. So, what's up there? It's like canon Brody, but not Brody all at the same time. But he's also in... Yeah, bro. Uh, he's also in Chasing Amy. He's Banky. Mm-hmm. Even though it's Brody, right? <laughs> Still, but not. Well, he's he's a comic book artist in Chasing Amy. Oh, yeah. There he goes the things again. So confusing. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> What was that all about? Like my ear hurt, and then I had to pee, so I was trying to like, like something weirds in my ear. Earwig, carnivorous earwig. Maybe. Yes, that is what it is. I've decided. <laughs> you decided. I decided. You are doctor. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we can move on to chasing Amy. I've, I've only seen this movie twice. It's been once for me. I, I think I I've seen even... it three times. You've seen it three times. Yeah. It was much better the second time. Is that the movie where she's a lesbian? Yes. Yes. And, um... Oh, shit. Ben Affleck's character is... Has fallen in love with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And is trying to turn her from being a lesbian. Which... Haven't we all been in the situation? What is it? Haven't we all been in that situation? I'm pretty (laughs) sure the... I'm pretty sure the Weezer song, Pink Triangle, was based on that movie. Really? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember anything about that movie? And I've seen it before. Uh, ben Affleck and Jason Lee are Holden and Banky. They're comic book artists. They they made Blunt Man and Chronic. Wasn't the uh, joke on there? He was the uh, uh, Affleck was the uh, drawer and he was the painter. Yeah, the inker. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole that's the whole <laughs> yeah. running gag. Yeah, that's been so long as I've seen this. I couldn't even tell you. Like that's the only thing I remember from it. That's the only thing you remember? Yeah. Like at the very beginning of the movie, Scott Mosier comes and he's giving him shit about being the inker. <laughs> it's like the first the first scene. One of the first scenes is him getting shit about being the inker. I feel bad for not studying. <laughs> they go to that panel uh, with that black guy and he's acting all like Black Pantherish and stuff. And, oh yeah. And he like pulls out a gun and shit and. Was he, he's a, he was a gay uh, black dude, right? Yeah, he was like super gay, but he was he does this character uh, where he's like this Black Panther like dude, not not like the superhero Black Panther, but like the 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 group. Yeah, the fucking social group. I was gonna say the band. Band Steel Panther. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, he uh, so Holden falls in love with Alyssa who is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. It takes him a while to figure out that she is a lesbian. She's also a comic writer or artist. She is a comic writer. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
she has her own comic. So they have things in common, they get along great, and then finally they they make a go at romance. Mm. He finds out something about her uh, from high school uh, that she her her nickname was Finger Trap. You remember this name? I remember the Finger Trap. Finger Trap. Okay. Uh, and it turned out that in high school she had fucked two guys at once. And they said it was they were on both ends. And it was like a finger trap. <laughs> Mm-hmm. One of the guys was Rick Darris from Clerks One. Mm-hmm. Was it the uh, was that the douchebag guy? Yeah, that uh, Dante's first girlfriend had screwed. Yeah, or was it his yeah. party or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he he's thinking about it. And he can't get over it. <laughs> so at at one point he sits down. Banky is jealous of of Alyssa the whole time. Well, no, you're jumping ahead here. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but throughout the movie, Banky is jealous of Alyssa for because Holden's spending so much time with her. Right. And uh, throughout the uh, throughout the movie, the black guy. Do you remember his name? Is it like Lawrence or something like that? Wikipedia. IMDb. I'm already on it. Oh, sure don't. What? You just gave me a look. I, uh... What is this look? My last website was right on... Yeah. Porno? Maybe. You a porn boy? My, my, my <laughs> porno. Pornhub. are so slow. Jason Lee, Dat Damon, it is Dwight Ewell. I don't even know what else this guy's been in. Is that, uh, what was his character's name? His name in that movie was, who was you? Hooper. Hooper? Hooper, Hooper, Hooper. You guys are slow. <laughs> I'm not looking, I'm looking for something else. So. Oh, okay. So Hooper, Hooper is like trying to plant this seed in Banky's head that he's actually gay for Holden. Apparently, like he's in like a bunch of movies. He was the he was the gangsta in uh, in the strip club in Dogma. Was he? Yeah. He's in a lot of like um, gay themed movies. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay. Um, all of them. That's another thing about Kevin Smith movies. You think about they're they're pretty inclusive. <laughs> yeah, in their character everybody. in their character types. Yeah. Like, um. Normal people. Yeah, normal people. But, uh, so, Holden has this big fight with Alyssa and confronts her with the story and she admits to it and stuff. And they kind of part ways. And then finally he gets Alyssa and Banky together in in their apartment. For and one last desperate attempt to for get them one, back together. One last desperate attempt to to fix everything. And he decides to try to do a three-way. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it's going to give him the experience that he feels he's lacking with Alyssa by doing a three-way that she had already done. And it's going to give Banky the experience of living out his love for Holden. And it 
in his mind will fix everything when in reality it's just the fucking worst idea ever yeah <coughs> so he wrote the worst Batman comics I've honestly never really read much of his work didn't he help he have a hand in some of the uh, DCU movies Green Arrow the rebirth of Green Arrow was him that was him that was Kevin Smith yeah <clears throat> and who else uh, he brought uh, Daredevil back pretty well in the Marvel Universe too he did a run of Daredevil kind of using uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil and bringing him back if I recall correctly I just I knew he wrote wrote like uh, other movies and stuff like that aside from like some of the superhero films didn't he do the Daredevil movie I don't I don't know did he do that movie Seth who did what did uh, Kevin Smith did he do the uh, Daredevil movie like, did he no, have no, no, to no, do with it? no. That's no? just because he and Ben Affleck are friends, you know. Affleck did Daredevil on that. I think that's where you're coming together. But no, he didn't have anything to do with that. They may have based some of his Daredevil work for the character in that, but not. I don't think he had anything to do with that. Apparently, it was kind of at the time they that. Uh, oh shoot, that was kind of during the time when he had. They had him write the script for a new Superman movie, the whole Nick Cage Superman and that whole oh, yeah. thing. I that was all at the movie. same time. How much of it got made? I think they had like concept done, like they had well, they had a costume and set. everything. They shot some. Scenes. I've seen, I've seen pictures of Nick Cage in the costume. He had fucking weird long ass hair. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. It's looking. hilarious because they're doing a, a Teen Titans Go movie, and Nick Cage is Superman. <laughs> Yeah, he's voicing Superman in it. Yeah. <laughs> Red State was a good movie. They're even making fun of their movies in that Teen Titans movie. If you've seen the hey. trailer for it, it's great. Hey, Robin. Hey, Beast Boy. We gotta, we gotta find the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I'm gonna freak out. I love. I just. I love how he just freaks out. He's like, he's a shit actor, but he's a shit actor, <laughs> like, in a good way. I don't like him in a lot of things he's in. He, I still like Face Off though. Face Off's a classic. But uh, um, anything else to say about Chasing Amy? No, I mean it's a lot of people. It was such a departure, you know, from his yeah. other two movies. But it's really a good film, you know. It is a good film. I mean, it's a good. I mean, so the movie gets its title from a story that Silent Bob tells mm-hmm. about how he had gone out with a girl named Amy. And they took her for granted. And then she got away. And then then every relationship since since then, he's just been chasing Amy. Hmm. It's it's his signature Silent Bob speech, you know. Is that from, like, Clerks or something? No, it's Chasing Amy. No, they're in. Jay and Silent Bob are in there. And he literally basically wraps up the whole premise of the movie in, like, one of his Silent Bob speeches in, like, three minutes. Like a two-minute speech. He's like, ever since then, I've been chasing Amy. (laughs) You know, and that was the whole premise. Would it be wrong to kind of compare um, both Chasing Amy and um, Jersey Girl? Kind of a similar type of film? Similar in feel, not similar in plot. Not plot, I'm just talking about just the feel of the movie. Like, it's it's vastly different. Chasing Amy was better done. Think so? Yeah. 
I really like Jersey Girl. Another thing I'll say too. um, Sorry, go ahead, Sam. (laughs) No, I was just gonna say Jersey Girl had I thought kind of a good heartstring tug. Yeah, I have a feeling we're all gonna geek out on Jersey Girl, but um, uh, chasing Amy, they they I think is the first time he really decided to set up his what they call the Askew Universe, right? Um, because whenever Holden goes to the diner with Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Holden's like, "What's up, Jay? You guys still hanging out at that mall?" <laughs> yeah. And then when they're leaving, Holden asks them what they're going to do, and they, they talk about going to Chicago. That's where Dogma starts. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to rewatch every single one of these movies because, like, they've done the universe thing before anybody else done the universe thing. <laughs> that blows my fucking mind right now. You never noticed that? You never clicked all mean, those together? Like, I put some of them together, like Jay and Silent Bob and, uh, you know, Kyle Clerks and stuff. I kind of see. I was like, well, these might be, like, reoccurring characters. I never really thought of it as in, like, the same cinematic universe. No, it's a cinematic universe. That's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Yeah, straight up in Chasey Gamey, they hold an ass if they're still hanging out at the mall. They, they say they're not hanging out at the mall anymore because, you know, that was the last movie. And when they say what they're doing next, they're going to Chicago. That's actually that's where that's where you find them at in Dogma. That's really impressive. I I did never thought of it that way. Huh? I feel like a loser right now. Like it, I just <laughs> fell in this podcast. <laughs> this is this is John Candygate all over again. Yeah, like it it's like I I mean I've I I didn't really care for Mallrats. How? How dare you? I've only seen Chase and Amy once. I I'm just blam- I'm just gonna blame women. It was all women's fault. Don't be that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. Don't be that guy. I was in friend zone. As the, the women, uh, as too entranced. The friend zone doesn't exist, Eric. It does exist. I've lived in it. It doesn't exist. I lived in it. Anyways, Dogma, the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. Dogma's awesome. I can talk about Dogma now. now let's let's talk about Dogma. <laughs> Dagma. 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 Who's Tony? Dagma. Dagma. Before we, we got uh, a lot of movies to get through uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. We're doing fine. Hour. We're doing fine. Because <coughs> so we're going to skip some, and then I'm not going to be able to talk on Yoga Hosiers or Tusk. Yeah. Well, we probably won't even get to those. Before we uh, move on to Dogma, let's take a small little break and just say... Uh, if you guys haven't got a chance, be sure to check out our good friends over at Time Warp Games in Ashland, Kentucky. If you like your retro video games, your action figures, your comic books, you name it, go check those guys out. And also, while you're at it, go to the Goblin Traders, where you can play Magic to Gathering with your friends, do some Warhammering, and some just have some awesome times. You can do some uh, local, uh, both shops do Magic to Gathering, but it's really cool if you check out both of them. Give them their business, give them your business, not my business. Did I hit something? Do business. I don't know. Did you? I thought I did. Nah, you're fine. But yeah, check those guys out. Um, and hopefully soon we can talk more about our Razor Amazon Dilly. Mm. But continue, sir. Oh, yeah. I've been talking. I talked a lot about <laughs> Chasing Amy because I just watched it a couple of days ago. <coughs> Seth, you, you, you want to talk about Dogma? 
Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I love Dogman. It was, I think, I believe is my first Kevin Smith movie as well. And having be, I know JR might uh, ring some of the tones I'm going to say here, having grown up in a religious home. Right. That movie, Kevin Smith brought out some thoughts and ideas in that movie, you know, whether you want to see as maybe blasphemous or not, that made me really think about the whole broader picture as it is, you know, life and death, uh, with the way he, you know, how, how like, uh, Chris Rock's character is the 13th apostle, but they never wrote him in the Bible because he's black. Or, <laughs> you know, they didn't credit women for doing certain things because as, um, the muse, uh, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember her name. Serendipity. Selma, Sel- Selma Hayek, yeah. But yeah, the, <laughs> Serendipity muse played by Selma Hayek. Uh, as she put, you know, the pen holders were men, and since there's free choice, you know, they left in or left out <laughs> things that they wanted to or gave credit elsewhere. So, uh, I, that's what really a lot of the things rang true and then just even the, some of the absurd things in that movie the way he explained them out like uh well we'll get to the shit demon here in a little bit you know <laughs> maybe you guys want to put in your input on the movies uh, and how he got two lead actors for this movie and fret you know hot off of goodwill hunting <laughs> again ben affleck and matt damon to team up well this movie has like a star-studded cast for for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we got Chris Rock, we got Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, George Carlin. Who else is big in this movie? Uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Alan. Oh my gosh. Yes, Alan Rickman. Uh, and uh, you know Salma Hayek. As I said, you know these are some people who at that time that was their biggest point in their careers. Well, I mean that's like Chris Rock's. That's like at the the zenith of his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd argue Salma Hayek too. That's when during the time she was getting to be the most popular. Was yeah, that, yeah, I would that say time, that too. Dogma, Dogma was out. But uh, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were white hot lightning at that point. Yeah. Uh huh. And you know, really, I don't like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a lot of stuff that they're in. Uh, they're good and like Goodwill Hunting's near a perfect movie in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good movie. But uh I mean they I th- I thought that they really showed something being in dogma. Mm. Let me let me go over the premise here if anybody here maybe listening has no idea about dogma. I doubt that if you're listening to a Kevin Smith podcast, but we'll go ahead. So in this there are uh, there are two fallen angels. Uh, oh, and here I am, sounding like an idiot. Um, what was it? Bartleby and Loki. Bartleby. Bartleby. Bartleby and Loki, yeah. yeah. Played by uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Who have been tipped off to a uh, uh, loophole <laughs> that if they go through a archway in a Catholic church on this day that this priest has said they're going to forgive everybody's sins they can be forgiven of their sins. And by doing that, uh, that where they've been cast out of heaven forever, that would make the word of God, which cannot be fallible, <laughs> you know, his infallible word and make it fallible. So therefore it would tear the whole universe apart. So, uh, here, here comes, uh, I'll shoot. What's her name? Uh, What's our main female Beth- lead? Bethany. Bethany, yes. 
See, Again, just watch this last weekend. I'm horrible. See, uh, thank God we got you. See, I didn't brush up. <laughs> Bethany, who is, you find out, the last great, 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 great grandniece to Jesus Christ. <laughs> the last uh, scion is what she's called. The last scion, yes. And she's the only one that can stop these two. And she's accompanied along her journey by Chris Rock's character, uh, who is the thirteenth apostle who's left out of the uh, b- the Bible because he's black? Rufus. Uh, Rufus. Rufus. Yes. Um, and you know he also tells you Jesus was black too, but they changed that in the book because it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also accompanied on her journey by uh, serendipity, Selma Hayek's character, a muse, a female muse. And, of course, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob out of nowhere, who are prophets, if I believe. Yeah, that's yes. what they're, they're prophets of God. <laughs> Only Kevin Smith could pull that off. Yeah. So, so they're just trying to catch up with, uh, uh, with the two fallen angels to stop them from this happening and the universe going asunder. Also, I guess also in, during the journey, too, they, hit, uh, they get... Uh, you know, kind of teamed up or led along the way by Alan Rickman's character, who is the voice of God, because you can't hear God's voice or it would destroy your mortal body. So he's an angel who speaks for God. Uh, so of course, dry out. Just imagine Alan Rickman in a regular jacket and a hoodie doing Snape, uh, basically, <laughs> and that's the voice of God. Uh, you know, and just hilarity ensues along the way in Kevin Smith fashion. I thought Alan Rickman was brilliant as the Metatron. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. His dry humor when <laughs> when Chris Rock sees him, he's like, the voice! And he's like, the apostle. <laughs> Just like, that not one, even like... That one scene the uh, where they're all having a big meeting for the movies thing, and they all just, like, fucking just kill everybody in mm-hmm. that room. It's hilarious. He's like... You, but you didn't say thank you. You didn't say God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, they I went. Sneezed. They go. There's another part in the movie, uh, the Golden Calf, and the Burgers, which comes back in Clerks too. You know, part of the Kevin Smith universe mm-hmm. uh, is that they go to the boardroom and uh, because which which one's Matt Damon's character? Which name is he? Loki. Loki. He was actually the Angel of Death up until they were cast out. And so, like uh, the when the plagues and the angel of death came into Egypt, that was him. You know, he talks about doing all his great work. So, on their way to this this uh, church, this Catholic church, they stop along the way, and he has to like do some smiting. So he has to like they, smite everybody in a, in a corporate courtroom, you know, because yeah, of how evil basically, they are. Basically, they don't want to show back up in heaven empty-handed. They want to have done yeah. some righteous passed on some righteous judgment to show you know get back on god's good side it's pretty fucking brutal he goes through like everybody in the courtroom and kills them and says you know them cheating on little boy you know having sex with little boys or cheating on his taxes and then there's this one lady he's like you you've been righteous you do this and you do that and you give to the poor but when i sneezed you didn't say god bless you and he goes to shoot her <laughs> and affleck's character's like loki come on so that's a great scene. Good, but um, this, this is the first Kevin Smith movie I saw, and like like Seth said, I, I grew up in a religious home, and this movie kind of turned a lot of that up on its head for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes you question things. Yeah, 
I had that experience. Like I think it was like right after I started college is whenever I started getting that. Well, it just kind of helped me see a lot of the absurdity, and like watching well, the, the movie. The dogma. It, how much is more man-made than what it actually yeah. says in the book to do? Well, it kind of it kind of just just made me question and think about like uh, this is actually I mean this is it's showing me visually how absurd it is but that is how absurd it is yeah but uh, yeah throughout the movie uh, one thing you you forgot to mention Seth was that uh, the reason that this all gets so out of hand is because uh, this this plan set forth by our main antagonist Azrael Mm -hmm. played again by Jason Lee fallen angel turned demon who was cast out with Lucifer during the Great War, as they refer to it, or the War, he uh, in the, in the movie he got cast out because he didn't fight. He didn't choose yes. a side. He's, he's bitter about that, and he's been in hell ever since the cast yeah. out. And he's he would rather be what's what's the line? Something to it's better to be nothing than to serve in hell for all eternity, or something like that. You know, he says he says he would rather not exist than yeah than spend another day in hell. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yes, and you're all, and anybody listening who does like, why doesn't God just stop this? Well, there's also another rub. God's missing, and nobody knows it except for like the voice, the apostle, and our group, you know, with uh, Bethany and Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, it turns out that uh, God likes to take sabbaticals to to Earth to play skee ball. On the Jersey Shore, which is where Kevin Smith grew up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he just inhabits a random body to play skee ball for a while, and he while he's in that body, he gets attacked up to the brink of death. He's kept alive on a ventilator, mm-hmm. so he can't get out of the body and go back to heaven and just stop all this. Which we'll also uh, we'll also mention, you know, of course, he t- Kevin turns it up on your head again that God's a she, but you know, as they say, really she's not anything; it's just energy, and she, you know, chooses to look this way. Played by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> so also to, uh, Kevin to great to, effect to a great effect. Yeah, I think I was I was actually going to say that earlier, like Alanis Morissette. I was like thinking about it, and like I just haven't blurted it out yet because I didn't want to feel stupid. Because <laughs> I was like, the last more sets in this movie too, eh? Yeah, yeah, the last more sets. Set. Fucking awesome. And that was at like the height of her popularity too. Mm-hmm. When did the Dogma come out? Like nineteen ninety-eight, like nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, something. Ninety-nine. Like that. So yeah, been right at when she was like peak. After he did Clerks there for a while, he did a two-year thing. He did Clerks in 94, and then just Mallrats 95, but then it went Chasing Amy 97, Dogma 99, Jay and Silent Bob 01. So he did a two-year thing, then it kind of broke again. He started it up again in 04, 06, 08, 10. He did a two-year thing there. So like a movie every two years. I'm still waiting for Clerks 3. I I hope it's... I... I part of me hopes it doesn't happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of good with where the characters are left in that movie. Yeah. I just really like that that universe. Yeah, I do too. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay if it doesn't happen. <clears throat> but uh, Dogma, I saw the shit demon for the first time this weekend because I had only ever watched it on TV. <laughs> the shit demons, <laughs> not born of man or woman. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if anybody, so here's how the shit demon works. They explain it. It is the place that Christ was crucified at. Him and the two thieves that are with him is called Golgotha, or the place of the skull. And of course, the way they explained it is usually when people were crucified, they lost bowel control, and shit and vomit and everything would you know fall to the ground there. And this demon is created out of the shit from where everybody was crucified <laughs> on this hill. And he's the Golgothan, the, the shit demon. And they the and Azrael sends them he sends that demon after uh, our our crew of Bethany and the rest to stop them. And Silent Bob takes it out with some fresh freshening spray. Yeah, Lysol or something. <laughs> so you just like I think it's like I think it's like actually like pot smoker spray, like the, the kind you buy in like head shops and stuff to, oh, the, to take uh, away. Like <laughs> they call it Osium. Is, is like the brand that you buy, but it's uh, it it basically destroys any kind of odor bacteria and stuff, and it just like, obliterates smells. Yeah, this, doesn't it say that's like kills odors on contact? I'm like yeah, Ooh. that's what Osium does. <laughs> I thought it was gonna say something like lime. No. No, it's called Osium, and that you can you buy it you can buy it in head shops. You can buy it anywhere really, but they sell it in head shops a lot because it's so effective. What? What? You don't know that, do you? I do know that. <laughs> I don't. There's a there's a great record store up in Charleston called Budget Records and Tapes, and it's also a head shop. God, as soon as you sm- walk in, you can smell it. No. No. No, it just smells like patchouli and incense. That's my favorite, like, just going in places like that. just like the smell of them. Like, you know. I know. know. Well, I mean, they sell bongs and pipes and stuff. Those are... Tobacco-enhancing products. Tobacco products. You know what I mean, though. That's what grannies grannies always called them. Tobacco-enhancing products. Isn't that, like, weird, though? Like, if you still... If you bought that shit and you get caught with it like when you're driving on the way home what they still call it memorabilia you, not memorabilia uh, paraphernalia paraphernalia yeah but it still depends it if you had the accompanying thing if you just like had the receipt yeah, I and think, bought it from somewhere you could be like going home and smoke tobacco bro this is my tobacco pipe my yeah. tobacco bong it's like and it's like in every cop ever gets that it's like, yeah <laughs> it's like this is for tobacco and they're just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> we don't smoke weed but uh going back to the plot of dogma all the characters finally meet up on a train and become the angels fast friends be- fast friends they get along swimmingly and uh, that's when Bethany, who gets drunk, reveals to Bartleby what she's doing and how ridiculous she thinks it is. Oh, that's when they get pissed off. And and then Bartleby realizes, and it kind of breaks him, that, you know, it, it can't actually happen. Well, not just that. He's mad that God sent somebody to take him out. Because, once again, he has no idea that God's missing. So it's like... It's like he couldn't, he was like feeling betrayed, like, oh, he can't even come talk to me about it. He just sends an assassin to take me out. Yeah. Mm. But I think at the same time, he's realizing that, you know, 
he's kind of he kind of gets a fuck it all attitude. Mm-hmm. True, it breaks him right there. That's the point where he's just like, "Oh, we're gonna do this and we're going home." That was the whole thing. They're like, "We're going home." We're so sick of being here on Earth for what eleven hundred years was it? Something like that. Probably more than that. What did they get kicked out for? I forget. Was it like uh, Loki wouldn't kill somebody or something? And they got no. Uh, Bartleby Bartleby convinced him to retire. At, right after. Right after uh, the Egypt. Yeah, right after Egypt, the final, uh, final thing, the Passover, mm-hmm. and uh, and God took took offense to it and cast them out, not to hell but to Earth. Mm-hmm. And they were basically human. Yeah, but they were still immortal, and you know, yeah. still had Ken doll crotches, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> That they actually fit Alan Rickman with a prosthetic that he actually pulls his pants down. An yeah. accomplished actor like him to show that he has no junk. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene because when he shows up to Bethany the first time, she's like, oh, he's going to rape me. He's like, I couldn't rape you if I wanted to. He pulls his pants down. That was Alan point. Rickman's got some real range. He does. Oh, he was great in that. He's also great in... Uh... Galaxy Quest. Is that what that movie's called? It is. Yes. I've not seen that movie. Yes, You've not great. seen it? No, I've never seen Galaxy Quest. Oh, you're missing out, man. That's a good one. Yeah. I know uh, my fiance is scared of that movie. Why? The little aliens. Like, they go on a planet and they try to eat them. Like, little... I don't know why it's she's real bad. It's real bad CGI. They look like cartoons now. Really? Yeah. But uh, that's beside the point. Um, so, finally, Bartleby and Loki get to the church. Loki's kind of along for the ride at this point. He's, you know, he's not in a good place. And, uh, basically it becomes Stop Bartleby. Bartleby, uh, excuse me, then kills Loki. He kills everybody there. He kills kills everybody there. Yeah, he just goes nuts and he lets everybody see that he's an angel and everybody, and the news is going, it's the apocalypse, it's the end. Yeah, and he kills Loki. Because he cut his wings off. They have to cut their wings off. Yeah, that's another plot point here. Is they, yeah. they have to become mortal, and doing that's by cutting their angel wings off. Right. Which, uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was about going to Oh, just ahead. saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can keep going if you want. We're in the same spot. Well, yeah, so that happens, and he kills Loki. And he goes to walk in, and he hasn't cut his wings off yet. And then uh, Jay messes up and takes a machine gun and in total Jay fashion shoots, <laughs> suck on this one, and shoots his wings off and ma- helps him out becoming uh, becoming uh, mortal. All the while, Bethany figures out that God is John Doe Jersey in the hospital across the street on life support. Mm-hmm. So she runs over... With, with Silent the, Bob. With Silent Bob to pull the plug. Um, it's one of the, again, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Which she does. so unprepared. Which she, does, which she does just in time, which actually, as he exits the body, you know, it's the immortal creator of everything. His sheer energy, like, rips her body to shreds. And it basically almost kills her. It does kill her. 
Is she dead all the way? I thought she was dying. The, no, I think she she's dead all the way when Silent Bob brings her back. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. See, I, I remember a lot of it. It's like it's just been so long since I've watched them. Like I can tell you, like everything about the first Clerks movie, maybe the uh, Jay and Silent Bob and uh, Clerks Two. We'll go back and revisit Clerks One because I think we we didn't give it a full fair shake before mm-hmm. moving on. Nah. But uh, but um, so anyways, God comes out at this point, right as Bartleby's getting ready to go through the archway. It's Alanis Morissette. She's there with Alan Rickman. And I can't really figure out... I mean, I, I, she kills she kills Bartleby mm. by, by speaking. Hmm. Didn't his head blow, blow off? Like, it just explodes? Yeah. Which, also, I saw that for the first time, because that wasn't on cable. I just don't know how you. Now and remember the whole point of you yeah. couldn't hear the voice of God. So. Like all the cursing and everything, just like you miss all that. Yeah, pretty well, they did the whole scene, and like he looks in her eyes, and he can see the whole universe and all creation in her eyes, and he's like, "I'm sorry," you know. He realizes, and he can't go through because God can't take. You know, God spoke. He already made the decree and kicked him out. So he's like, "Just do it," and so God destroys him, and all is well. And Silent Bob brings Bethany and. God does a little whoop, and she's okay and good to go. Yeah. Movie ends on a high note. She's pregnant with the now last Zion, as the voice tells her. Because mm-hmm. she couldn't get, that was another thing where she lost her faith through the movie because she lost her husband because she couldn't get pregnant, and that's how she lost her faith because she was a faithful Catholic, and then that caused her to lose her faith, and then she, you know immaculately was conceived when God brought her back to life. He made her pregnant too. The whole Alan Rickman, he can make you he has the technology, he can make you bigger, faster, stronger. It's just like just made me realize how deep that movie actually is. It's pretty deep. Oh yeah, it's, it's pretty profound when you think about it. And Kevin pretty took some hits on that one, man. He had death threats out the ass. Oh yeah. Oh, was that the one that. was that the one where he protested his own movie? For fun, I, yeah, yeah, I think he did, and then that was the one where somebody like threw a brick through his house with a death threat tied to it through his window. And I remember seeing about how he was out with the protesters protesting the movie. He had a sign made and shit. No, that was what was that was a more recent movie. That was oh, Red, it, was that it, was Red State. That was Red was State. Red State? I thought he, he based, did it with Dogma too. No, he was protesting his movie with the Westboro Baptist people. Because that's what, that movie's making, that's what that movie's making fun of is the Westboro Baptist Church people. And they were picketing his movie at Sundance or whatever, and he went out and picketed it too. He's like, fuck the. His sign said, like, fuck this fucking movie or something. <laughs> Dude, like, fucking Red State's fucked up. No, he did Dogma too. He stood with the protesters at Dogma. Okay. Well, let me see. The one I remember is that because that was more recent. Yeah. Keep time. Because the one was something about gay people just to piss them off. It was funny. I love watching people do that. Hop in. Oh, Thor hates straight. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. See, daggone it. Somebody's been photoshopped. 
like we have a little bit of time left. Oh, that's it. Megan Phelps is the daughter of the guy, and that's what it said. The sign Kevin had protesting for Red State, it says, God hates Phelps except Megan. God thinks Megan's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the other one. Dick tastes yummy. That was the protest sign he had. <laughs> but uh, the dogma one, he actually joined the protesters like like he was protesting against the movie too. Yeah, he was which the is one. I think something it, he would totally do. I think it's on my bucket list to just hop in a protest with just some random sign, just for no just, reason, just for, for no doing reason. It. It's like it has nothing to do with it. It's like just just do it. That's my bucket list thing. Next up, we got uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Smoochie Boochies. One of my, one of the second one I saw. I think this is the most popular one out of all of his movies. Real quick, Kevin Smith was fu- uh, his his sign for Dogma was "fuck Dogma." <laughs> That's what he protested <laughs> with. What's up, real Johnny boy? Real Johnny boy. Yeah, is it safe to say that James John Silent Bob Strikes Back's most popular Kevin Smith film? Most popular, mm, like the most recognizable one. In terms I just, of, I think it'd be Clerks or Dogma, personally. Personally, thinks because so. I always like when I was in high school. Yeah, I understand school, like the high school thing because everybody, everybody was like, "Fuck, fuck, mother, mm, mother, fuck, fuck, mm, mother, fuck, mother, fuck, yeah, noise, yeah. noise, noise." It's like I always noise, remember, noise. like I'd go to concerts and they'd have Giant Silent Bob Strikes Back theme song playing in the background, or like. It's, it's like the quintessential stoner film. Yeah. Well, this is this is you know Kevin Smith isn't doing like uh, his normal message movie with this one. This is just straight up goofball comedy to a letter. Had so many cameos. Like so I have many cameos. cameos. Here's real quick. IMDb has a ranking, and I don't know. I think they're ranking it on gross. Maybe no. Ranking it by user reviews. They have it. Dogma, Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Jay and Silent Bob, Jersey Girl, Clerks 2, Zack and Mary, Tusk, Yoga Hosers. In the 10. Hmm. Top 10. That's the top 10? Red State's not even on the list? Somebody, no, but somebody, see, these are all subjective. You know, I would like to see... You can follow us on uh, Twitter. Dogma has the biggest gross. Twitter is uh, at Omegas Prime. I need to change that. Yeah, you should make one the, for the. Sh- you should make one for the show. We'll we'll, ch- we'll make a new one. Um, right now, it's just going to my personal, so uh, I'll do that tonight. Make us a new one. You could um, argue either. If you're going by gross, it's going to be Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks Two. Nope. Okay. Let me take that back. Reep. It actually would be Zack and Mary. It's the highest grossing film he's done. Really? Zack and Mary, 31.46 million. And then Dogma, 30.65 million. And then Jay and Silent Bob's, 30.06 million. And Clerks 2's, 24.14 million. I think I think he's making most of the money off the movies on the back end, though. Well, so. yeah, he's a he has yeah. a cult following, you know. Not everybody's everybody knows who Kevin Smith is because of everything he does, and he's like, yeah. greatly his movies have inserted him as a in nerd culture as a, 
you know, Let's almost see. a priest he's like of a, nerd culture. You know? Yeah, he's like an elder statesman. Yeah. So he, I'd say he probably sees more... What does the great uh, Smith know? Success on the uh, video, like, Blu-ray, DVD. Yeah. People want those special features with, with his stuff. And let's but, put that uh, in the nerdum for Kevin Smith. He is Star Wars and comic books. There's plenty of other nerd stuff that he has absolutely no idea about. Yeah. And you, you can kind of tell anyways, every one of these movies, like, how, how is there one movie that doesn't have a Star Wars reference in it? Like, uh, one? can you name one? Negative. I, I, I think there's a Star Wars like, reference in every one of them. I would say even, I haven't, it's been a while since I watched Red State, but maybe? Uh, yeah. Maybe mm, Tusk? I, I don't kind. know. I don't know about Tusk. There's always going to be a lightsaber <laughs> somewhere. Um, I don't. Was there was there one in Chasing Amy? Did I miss it? Yeah, they between Banky and and uh, Brody, not Brody. What's see that on it? Too many characters. Holden. 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 Yeah, they make Star Wars references back and forth. I, they think uh. they talk. I think they did like the original trilogy talk in that. You know, before Clerks Two. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Clark Stewart was like chock full of fucking Star Wars references. Yeah. But, um, back on to, uh, Jane Silent Bob. Star studded cast again. Again. Uh, this time you got Will Ferrell, who is just peaking at this point. This is like right before he breaks huge. Mm hmm. Um, he's huge on SNL, but not. He's, yeah, movie. huge on SNL. He's, he's getting ready to do old school. Such which, a uh, which uh, which busts him through the roof. Um, you got uh, you know of course you've got uh, what's that woman's name? Which one, Elijah, Eliza Dushku, Shannon uh, Elizabeth, Shannon Elizabeth, Sh- Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah, hot off American Pie, hot off American Pie. Uh, you got uh, Dushku. Yeah, it's just, it's a big cast, dude. It's huge. You Jason got, uh, Lee, Matt Damon, Judd Nelson, George Carlin, Carrie Mark Fisher, Hamill. Sean William Scott, John Stewart, uh, Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock, Jamie Kennedy, Wes Craven, Shannon Doherty, Mark Hamill, of course. Yeah, uh, that's the cock knocker. <laughs> Sean William Scott, Judd Nelson, Jason yeah. Biggs, uh, Jason Biggs, uh, James Vanderbeek, Lance uh-huh. Morissette. <laughs> Flanagan's in there again. Of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, all these people. They, they have pretty much every single character from all the f- previous films, too. And they bring, yeah. yeah, Randall and Dante are there. Yeah, Randall and Dante are there at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Damn. They got Dwight. Brody. The... Jason Lee plays Brody and Banky in this. I don't, this, do you ever see Banky? They have him credited as both. They have him credited as both in this. I know they. I know they mentioned Banky, but I didn't remember seeing him. They I, talk I about. Remember. They have Brody. Yeah, they have Banky in there because they're trying to get the rights to Blunt Man. Well, I know. Well, I know he goes to see Holden. I know they go to see Holden. They see Banky. I can't remember which point, but eventually towards the end, is that it who was, they um, to? Because yeah. because you know Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yeah, like he that he is in that like um, because whenever they go to get the rights to Black Man and Chronic, then they that's when he meets up with uh, Jay and Silent Bob, 
and it's like right after their confrontation with uh, Mark Hamill, the that scene. Okay. Which is a fucking classic. Oh scene. yeah, he's at the end. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah. Okay, but they see, see Brody, Brody. They see Brody first. Brody tells them that they he used them. It's it's very meta because Brody tells them that they're being used in a comic, and yeah. then they go see Banky at the end, and I think they even make a joke like, "Didn't we see you already?" Or "You look familiar," or something of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> like a, just just a, that one scene where he's like, "How many hot dogs deep are you clowns?" <laughs> God, don't, I guess uh, you know we can we can we have time to film that. How many hot dogs deep are we? I wasn't aware that. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to the stream. <laughs> I wasn't aware that like hot dogs was a form of me- measurement. It was like a like so, a unit of measurement. I think I'm a good, like, at least, like, I don't know, at least a good 20 deep. 20 hot dogs. 20 hot dogs. Okay. Are we talking, like, footlong hot dogs, Pollock sausages, uh, bratwurst? Metwurst. Nathan's dogs. Bahama Mamas. Juicy, juicy vegan dogs. Kielbasa. 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 <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> man, I love fucking hot dogs. <laughs> I, I bought, I went out and bought like fucking. You ever had oh, Nathan's dogs? Oh, of course I have. They're almost as good as Hebrew National. They're pretty goddamn good. Almost as good <clears throat> as Hebrew National. I don't want to go home because I have like some of them at the house. I'm just gonna cook them and when I get home, eat some hot dogs. You make me sad. I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get back. Like of all things to get derailed on, it's fucking hot fucking dogs. Fucking hot dogs! You ruined it for me. Thanks. <laughs> you just dunked on us. We got dunked on. <laughs> Welcome to the stream, guys. <laughs> we got a little bit of time left to go. Okay, we've only made it to Jay and Silent Bob's track back. We didn't even make it to Clerks too. It's probably God damn. Be a two two parter. Two parter. It's so hard to talk about what? How many movies? Oh, just a lot. Fucking time. So that one part of the, there's like two really awesome parts in that movie. There's well, there's a lot of awesome that. parts, but like two of the most memorable parts is the when they're like standing on the highway and they're trying to get a ride, and then there's that big conversation between George Carlin and sucking dick for one in the road, and it's like the rule, the number one rule. Then Carrie Fisher comes along. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Do you believe in the book?" Yeah. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> and Mark Hamill, like, you don't fuck with the Jedi Master, son. So good. Cockknocker. 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 <laughs> oh, I gotta say, no, have you guys... Says, no one fucks with the Jedi Master. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, Jay and Silent Bob's cartoon movie? I did. No. Didn't they call him the selling out? cartoon or something like that i don't remember it was a cartoon movie but uh in that movie they didn't get mark hamill to voice cock knocker it was because he got punched in the dick or whatever oh really and it, they well you saw it i don't i, I don't and, know if and i did in the in the cartoon movie cock knocker is voiced by the same voice actress who does the the pony pinkie pie and my little pony Really? Yeah. And they're really meta about it. They, like, point it out in the movie. That that's who it is. <laughs> did, did it really happen in the movie? Like, did he... Doesn't Mark Hamill just not want... Like, 
Was he pissed off about it or something? I don't know. They probably just thought it was a funny joke. I was thinking that was something like... Like, the cartoon movie is super low budget. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's called Jay and Silent Bob Sells Out. Because they had that and then they was like on Degrassi and shit like that. I don't know. That's because Kevin's a huge Degrassi fan. That's funny. It's like I remember watching the episode. Like they had, they had them on there. It was like cameos. It was really weird. Oh yeah, I've seen them. They were on there twice. I think it's fucking crazy. It's because he did his film school in Canada, so he like loves Canadian shit. Hence, hence you know Tusk and Yoga Hosers and all that set in Canada. But uh, yeah, uh, James Hunt and Bob Strike Back. I don't think we need to do a big plot breakdown for it. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 two, very basic, but it's just hilarious. Like, I gotta tell you a funny story related to that movie. I'm at my grandma's house for some family thing, and my aunt's talking about something. She goes, she says something. She goes, "Oh we, oh we, oh." She goes, "What's that song?" And I go, "Yeah." Or she she says, "Who does that song?" And I was like, "It's Jungle Love." She goes, "Yeah, but who does it?" It's like it's Morris Day in the time. And I can never tell you how I know that. <laughs> you should be like, it's Morris Day in the motherfucking Mor- time. Morris Day in the motherfucking time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got like ten minutes left. About nine, give or take. Mm. We can squeeze it. We can talk a little bit more about this movie because I think there's plenty to talk about. Because, I mean, there's just like tons of memorable moments in the film. Like The fake Scooby-Doo yeah. gang. Yeah. <laughs> Before there was ever a Scooby Doo movie, it's like the perfect. Then it was Jamie uh, Jamie Kennedy, wasn't? Didn't he play Shaggy on that point? Like he was Shaggy or something? I don't know, remember. Uh, I think he was. I know he's in the movie. Like, who did he play? No, he we was Chaka's production Chaka. assistant, Chris Rock's character. Uh, he's the one that kept on, like Chris Rock, kept on saying, you know, it's because I'm black or give me dark coffee or something like Matthew that. Matthew James played uh, Shaggy Lookalike. So and that's about all he's ever done. <laughs> so I'm going to say... He was on Angel. One of my favorite parts of that whole movie is Goodwill Hunting 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where they, they not only get Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they also get the ponytail douchebag from Goodwill Hunting back as well. What's the like line? It's something that ends with how, how you like how you like them apples? Yeah, Goodwill Hunting too. <laughs> they even go like that hard into it. So it was like Goodwill Hunting too, hunting season or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And the whole Jason. James Vanderbeek and Jason Biggs, them going back and forth about who's the better actor or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, like, the argument be- between those two like, still holds true today. Anybody, just, they all just call me Pie Fucker. That's they the, say, hey, Pie Fucker. <laughs> so you know the guy that, like, fucked the pie on the movie? Like, anytime I see Jason Biggs, that's the only thing I can be reminded of. Is he fucked a pie once. Pie Fucker. Which... What I, what I always got blown away from that movie is the one hot chick finding out that's Kevin's wife, Jen. Yeah. Those, those four, like, chicks with Shannon Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> Liza Dushku. 
Do you know uh, at the beginning of the film when there's Baby Jay and Baby Silent Bob? Yeah, that's uh, Harley. Silent Bob's daughter. It's pretty cool. Well, and she's also, again, on Clerks 2, the kid that waves to Dante in the window. That's her. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. And then, of course, she's the, you know, one of the mains and uh, yoga hosers. Also, yoga hosers, the uh, funny, the girl that plays opposite her is Johnny Depp's daughter. Yes, because they're best friends really? in real life. That's why Johnny Depp's in both those movies, too. So, I, I need to watch yoga hosers. I like to download some movies tonight. Like, uh, me lose my whole entire collection is fucking sad. Yoga Hosers is on Netflix, I believe. Is it it's still? On Netflix. I think it still is. It so I had like every sure. single one of his movies, like him, Tarantino, and I had to I had everything. I lost all. But uh, sad times. I really, I really liked uh, the uh, Netflix is where I saw Red State. Was it same? I don't own it, but I watched it on there. Absolutely loved that movie. That movie was great. It blew I me argue, away. I think it's his best work, personally. You think it's his best work? It's I a did. damn good movie. It's pretty I think it's good. his best. It's so off, and it's like an actual serious movie, and I get the point he's trying to make with it. I think uh-huh. it's his best work. If you guys get a chance, this isn't the Kevin Smith movie, but it's very similar to that movie. Check out Eli Ross, The Sacrament. Okay. It's, it's that same type of film. It just makes you... It's not scary, but it just makes your skin just crawl like you just feel nasty watching it. Yoga Hosers is still. I, I keep saying Hosers. I apologize. I don't know why <laughs> my my tongue wants to go that way. Yoga Hosers is still on Netflix. I'll have to check that out tonight. I uh, shit. What was I gonna say? John Goodman. Yeah, I love John great Goodman. performance in that movie. Awesome He's a great movie. actor. Absolutely great. Roseanne. You watched a new episode of Roseanne? Yeah. No, man. I it's haven't. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. I'm up to date on my Roseanne. Uh, like, it, it, it didn't skip a beat. No. So I like heard it was too pro-Trump, so I stayed away. Uh, uh, really. No, I think what they decided to do with it, and I understand, they, they do have uh, Roseanne and Dan be pro-Trump. But at the end, I think it only served the purpose to show that it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, John Oliver did it on last week, tonight, this week. Um, I think it was him. Was it him? I have to look it up. But I just watched because, something on it. Because in the episode, what's the other what's the woman's name? Jackie? No, s- excuse me. It was, yeah, her sister. And yeah, yeah I know they yeah. don't like talk to each other because she voted for Hillary and she voted for Trump. Isn't that like part yep. of it? Yeah, oh. but at like the end of the episode, they they kind of bury that hatchet, and the, the, basically the, it was the whole point that none of it matters. Like his family is still family, no matter. Yeah, it's it's I like I heard um, that the best way I heard it like stated was uh, Philip DeFranco said something on lines of um, it's just one of those things. It just just shows that. Uh, people people on that end are not all horrible monsters and I guess a lot of people were disappointed because they wanted that to be the case and they didn't do that. Well like I said what I think it shows is that it doesn't matter that family is still family and that people can get along with people no matter what stance you're on. It's, it's not divided. Right. And that was the whole point is that it doesn't have to be divided. Um, 
they have disagreements about those things, but at the end they're still having dinner together, and yeah. then you know. And it, like I said, it didn't skip a beat. Mm. Like it, it's just like it just started back up from where it was. And I like, I always thought John died. He did die in the original series. One was a dream, though. Yeah, they made it. Like a they dream. made it a dream. That's how they brought yeah. it back. <laughs> started out the episode. I thought you was dead. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a bunch of fourth wall breaks in it and you're just like I see what the, the fact they had Sarah Chalky in the, who replaced the other girl mm-hmm. midway through Roseanne and she was in that first episode that, that cracks me up <laughs> like, I feel like we're the same person the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, reason I couldn't remember it was a movie Bob did a thing about did, Ro- did America need Roseanne again and if you look up some of the crazy shit that she's on about like being pro-Trump because the Democrats are running like a sex trafficking ring with young girls and this whole thing with like, there's this thing I haven't even heard on about like Quaylon or something that ends up with like lizard people and some crazy ass shit. You'll have to watch this. I shared the link on the Discord here. Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, I just want her to be funny and do the laugh. Yeah. She, I mean, like I said, I would give, if you liked a show back in the day, I did. Huge deal like this. Like the way they tackle, um, you know, the LGBTQ thing, uh, mixed marriages, stuff like that. It's, it's just like it integrates perfectly into the show. And it's not nobody really throws a fit and they tackle it kind of similar to, you know, Joe Schmo's family would do. And that's what I liked about we just turned this into a Roseanne podcast. <laughs> hey, it's been pretty good so far. You know, I, I like it. I, I will, I will give, give it a, a shot, chance. Man. Yeah. I, did you like it back in the day, though? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I, that's one of those shows I had to sneak and watch because I was forbidden because Jackie was gay and the whole, or she wasn't gay, the boss was. Roseanne's boss and the whole they, thing. They poke fun of that, too, in this new episode. <laughs> the, the last episode, I watched the first episode of the season and uh, like I said, just just check it out. I, I I wouldn't worry about like the what people other people think. Just I, I would give it a chance. It's it's decent. How many hot dogs do we have left, Derek? <sighs> I think we're almost out. Of, we are right out of hot dogs. We are out of hot dogs. Oh, out of hot dogs. So so we cut off at Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. I'd say we'll uh, continue this. I'll uh, do some studying. We'll do I'm a sure. part two. That will give me time to watch uh, Tusk and Yoga Hosers. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. I'll, I'll rewatch those. We we got a week, and uh, we're we gonna do that next week. We're we gonna do an interview thing. Yeah, I think we got a collab next week. Maybe so. We'll put that. Yeah, in the I'll, back I'll talk to for later. Part two. Part two. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk part to two. him. See if they want to do that. Um, guys, if you guys get a chance, be sure to hit that follow button. We did get a couple new subscribers tonight, so Woo. thank you for that. Yeah, um, welcome, guys. I'll update our page. We'll have a new Twitter. New Twitter. New Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We do have an official Bits and Pieces Facebook page. So, Fingers crossed. Out. Well wishes. Maybe we'll be uh, streaming some games tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. That's, 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 uh, if nothing explodes. So, um, But other than that, guys, anything you guys want to lay out there? Snoochie Snoochie Yeah, we know we missed a lot, but uh, there's a lot in these movies and too many lines to quote. 
Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll have a couple guests um, in the next few weeks or so. Maybe ne- I think next week we'll have a guest and possibly the week after or something like that. But we'll f- find that out. And if you guys know some people you just want to try to get on here, I know we're kind of small, but if you have any ideas, shoot them our way. But other than that, you guys have a good night. See you. Later. Pip, pip.